text tones. So, mm -hmm. like I said, if you're on my favorites, you have a specific text tone. If not, generic. You're screwed. Yeah. Now you know people. <laughs> <laughs> What's, What's up, everybody? <laughs> wow, was I thrown off like crazy? What's up, everybody? Welcome to GLT Addicts. We are the addicts. What up? <laughs> uh, Gotta yeah, keep you on your it, toes. It's Thursday. It's Thursday again. Uh, so God. let's do this shit. Yeah. See you on the other side. My name is Jerry. As always, my name is Steph. And we are here to grace your day. Okay? Please do and us night if you're hearing this. the solid. Yes, exactly. And night and evening and afternoon. Please grace us with your lovely, lovely comments in our DMs, in our comment section, across all social medias at the GOT addicts, addicts, dang it. Yes, we're back. How do you know things are going well? Steph messes up. <sighs> Send us an email. <laughs> at GOT addicts at gmail.com. What? That's what you get for testing me at the beginning. <laughs> and don't well. forget to like, subscribe, turn on your notifications. Um, leave us a review. Five stars, preferable, but we're not going to tell you how to live your life, so it would yes, be Yes, we nice. are. Three or lower, get the hell out. Listen to Steph, not to Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. <laughs> so, yeah. I am still sick, as you can tell. Uh, I can hear um, We're going on a week now, and it's Ooh, not you fun. You got a nice little flu. Pretty much. It started with post-nasal drip and uh, it just, it's been deteriorating from there. Um, well, this audio medium got descriptive. Yeah. I mean, we're here. Might as well, right? <laughs> Speaking of might as well, someone... Oh, no. Let's detour from the beginning. <laughs> when I was... Yeah, I'm sorry. When Because <laughs> I will never forget this. So, as you know, I worked in a daycare. I uh, oversaw... Yes. The daycare center and i um managed teachers and some of my teachers bless their hearts they were great <laughs> but one time one of my teachers who i still keep in contact with now she and i'll she'll remain nameless just so that i don't like i don't want to throw Protecting her out there anonymity. Um, <laughs> this is she said, she texted me, we were talking about some kid or something that happened. And she's like, yeah, well, minus well do it. And I'm like, what did you, what do you mean when you put minus well? So did, did you mean might as well? And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever, might as well. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not whatever. It's might as well, not minus well. Uh, Mind you, minus. this is. Uh, this, might as well. this was an adult like Especially a grown it's person negative. it's definitely mine as well <laughs> grown person gotta love her i still talk to her but mine as well yeah so me, what kind of steak would you then. like can i get a minus well steak please I, I <laughs> and really she wasn't spanish no medium i don't want <laughs> medium wasn't... i want a minus well <laughs> minus well, just a little like... bit below well Let's like, take a little bit of the well off what are you? I was like, yo, what are you saying? Don't ever, don't ever say that to anybody again, please. Um, so yeah, minus, minus well, minus well. Alrighty then. Yeah. So. Well, we might as well get on with this then. We might as well get over. <laughs> That's correct. Are you watching anything interesting right now? Oh yeah. Okay. So I just started a new show. It's two episodes in. It's called The Ark. It's a sci-fi show. 
I just watched on. episode two earlier today. Sci-fi. Oh, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. It's a sci-fi show on sci-fi. It's available on Peacock next day. So it's on Wednesdays and then it's available mm. Thursdays. You know, it's interesting. It's very formulaic. It's very basic. It's from the same creator who did, um, I don't know if you ever watched the show Leverage. Nope. Leverage was about a bunch of um, criminals who be who turned to the good side, mm-hmm. led by an insurance guy who, they're called the hacker, the hitter, the thief, and the, um, the grifter. That's mm-hmm. what their specialties are. So... That's what the Leverage show was. It's from the same creator of that show. And, you know, he's now doing a sci-fi-esque show. And it really had me thinking when I was watching it, go like, this is why you need an ensemble. This is why a cast of only two is so difficult Mm. to have real conversations about. Mm -hmm. Because the show has three mains who are going to encompass, like, the story is going to be built around them. Okay. Because they're the leads and they're the promising ones. But there's a group of about five or six who are also having bit stories throughout who are going to matter to the overall story of what mm-hmm. the show is about. And having the ability for those characters to interact and bounce off each other and not just be one versus one mm-hmm. makes it a little bit more interesting of a watch, especially when you're trying to maybe have a conversation about it. Okay. <laughs> kind of like Joel and Ellie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's it about? So, though? Uh, okay. So the Ark is the spaceship created to try to save the people of Earth. They have this discovered like a plan. The 100. <laughs> No, 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 because the 100 was created above Earth and still near Earth. This is going far away from Earth to another planet. So oh, they, okay. Yeah. So it's like Noah's Ark. Okay. That's why it's called the Ark. Copy. So you have some of the smartest people in the world, uh, and then some people who are good at specific jobs. And then a couple other people who are there, you know, just a breakdown of what you would need to create the next best earth. Mm-hmm. Like a society. So, yeah, a society. Yeah. So what happens is the way the show opens up, the first scene is you see the, our main character, you're, you see her getting woken up in her pod. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be in sleeping pods. The ship is just going by itself in sleeping pods. Reminds me a lot of um, Lost in Space, if you ever saw that movie. Nope. That TV show. They were in in pods and animation. Mm-hmm. So they would just be in there for long periods of time until they got to their destination. So what happens is the arc gets hit. Okay. By what? Nobody knows. In this and show. In this show, yes. Okay. So by what? Nobody knows. But what happens the capsule, the portion of the ship that was holding all the senior officers and all the smartest people mm-hmm. and all the people that were going to teach these kids and young people how to do everything on the new earth got destroyed and wiped out. Uh, of course it did. Completely. <laughs> so you have, all you have left is three lieutenants who now have to take the lead. That's our three main okay. characters. And then you have a lot of smaller characters who have never been in the lead for their divisions, who have never been the people in charge of anything, mm-hmm. who have just always been the ones that take the orders instead of give the orders. Mm-hmm. And now so. we get the story from their perspective. Um... We get to see how they make the ship work because mm-hmm. they only have four weeks of water and two weeks of food. We see, <sighs> yeah, exactly, because they're um, the area of the ship that would have produced the water to circulate throughout the whole ship got destroyed with the head people that was that whole section yeah so now they have to figure that out there's a kid who is a farmer who created some this special kind of dirt Mm -hmm. that can grow plants and stuff anywhere and grow Mm -hmm. produce anywhere so they're trying to make that work but that uses their water oh which they only have a certain amount of yes and you need water to survive. Yeah. So. And, mm. Yeah. So 
that sounds like a conundrum. That was the first episode, you have a lot of play at who's in charge because all three of the main characters are lieutenants. Not one of them is above the other one. Mm-hmm. So one of them takes charge. The female um, lead takes charge, mm-hmm. which makes the other two male leads. One of them upset about that because it of wasn't course. discussed. Okay. And the other one really doesn't care. Like mm-hmm. He's like, okay, whatever. Just tell me what to do. I'll do what I need to do. You have to have whatever. the balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we have those three on top. And then you have a lot of little things. Only one doctor was left alive. So there's only one person who can run the medical re- <laughs> division. She's by herself. There's nobody else in her crew. Oh, there's nobody goodness. else to survive. Um, for maintenance, it's one lead person for maintenance and she snuck her boyfriend onto the crew and then her boyfriend dies at the end of episode one nice yeah (laughs) we're going quick into just hitting everybody um you got people dying left and right i would i would just float myself and commit forever (laughs) sleep i don't want to deal with stuff like that imagine imagine having to deal with like the end of the world stuff in space no thank you oh no man that would be Oh, that's the end of the second episode. So they finally, they have a um, a water unit that was supposed to be used when they got to their new planet that's mm-hmm. helped to produce water, to help mm-hmm. recirculate the water that's available to them. They got it working, but only at 60% efficiency. But the maintenance person said, yeah, we got to work at 60% efficiency, but I had to use the power, the water from the engines. To give us four more days. How long till we Guess get to the happened? planet? The engine oh, stopped working. A year at light speed. Yeah, the engine oh. stopped working. So now we're yeah. just out here floating in space. Floating in space, yeah. Using momentum. Just pure momentum. No. Yeah. I I would yeah. I would say how do I get out there? So that's the end of episode two. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I gotta that's wait a week until episode three. It's a fun show. It's post-apocalyptic in a way, mm-hmm. but not completely. Mm-hmm. So it keeps with the theme of all the shows we seem to freaking watch. How many people are on this ship? How many people are left? I think it was about 80 people left on the crew. And that's supposed to repopulate once they well, get to their planet, let's it say? it was supposed to be... Well, they weren't supposed to populate. They were supposed to create the first um, settlement. So what mm. they were gonna do is spread oh, and out then, and like, get transport crops people. going, get the and then the, then there's supposed to be more arcs along the way that transport people. Uh, it's supposed to be a five year journey. Mm. So it takes from five years from the moment to then, and the it seems like Earth only has about 50, 60 years left. Would you rather be on Earth or would you rather be in the pod five like light speeding five years to the place? In the pod. Give me a chance. But you could have died with the lieutenants. I could have. Who says I would have been a freaking lieutenant? (laughs) You're right. But then you could be suffering. Make me a grunt. (laughs) (laughs) But then you could be suffering, worrying about where you're going to get your next drop of water. Oh, well, that's that's the dichotomy of what you're having to go through right now. I think it would be great to be like, yeah, I want to go out in space. But I think I'd stay on Earth and chance it i'd be like bill (laughs) on earth and deal with the nonsense here because it's it's like the devil you know and the devil you don't know i'm staying here i'd rather take a chance with the devil i don't know heck devil i know ain't done shit for me now (laughs) no way no there's too there's too much unknown in space like no there's too much unknown everywhere you're right like when i saw um the movie gravity I had anxiety the entire movie. Oh, because the whole thing takes from the perspective of a space and on the space station. I haven't seen it, but yeah. Oh, you have you have no. to watch that movie. It's <laughs> so good. I have more anxiety. But I, I like I could not breathe until the end of the movie. And I know I say that a lot, but this like really had me <laughs> on the edge of my seat. Um, so I finished watching a show that you suggested. Uh, pressure cooker. Oh, we get to talk about pressure cooker. We get to talk about it's pressure been a while cooker. Since I watched it. Do you Shit, remember who won? 
uh, um, not my boy, because I feel like was his name Mike. Mike was the good one, but he, he was one of the, the last two. It was the country guy, mm-hmm. Robbie. With more passion, there you go, Robbie. Robbie won. How did you feel about um, that? I didn't mind it. I did. I didn't mind it. <laughs> no, no, I would have preferred that Mike won. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Okay, mm-hmm. let's give you an overview. Pressure Cooker is a Netflix television show about chefs. Yes. So the whole premise of the show is there are how many chefs? Twelve to start? Ten? I, I don't know. Eight? Nine? All right. There's let's say there's ten. Like eight to ten chefs to start. Maybe one of us should Google while the other one talks and figure out. How sure. Go ahead. Got it. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> So Pressure Cooker is a cooking show. The difference in this show from a lot of other shows we've seen is that on a lot of other shows, the chefs come in to do the different competitions. Mm -hmm. And then they're there, and then they move on. Pressure Cooker is, let's take these 10, 8 to 10? 11. 11? Yes. 11? 11. Okay. Let's take these 11 chefs, put them in a house, and nothing else. It's just them. So mm-hmm. when they have to do the tests, they have to clean up after themselves, which is very interesting conceptually thinking about the fact that you're going to make a mess and you're used to making a mess as a chef and you're used to having somebody come behind you and helping you out, mm-hmm. even though most chefs <clears throat> start as a grunt and will learn how to clean up after themselves very well. But to not allow anybody else into the atmosphere of what this is, is so cool of an idea because they just have to live with each other. Yes. Simply. Yes. So it starts out with 11, and then it gets whittled down to just two at the end. This mm-hmm. happens what over maybe... Six what episodes. It seems like. Yeah, but weeks-wise, probably about... Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. Oh, two, three weeks? Let's go I would with imagine. that. I don't, think, I don't think there's a lot of time in between each one. <laughs> Because it seems to go one day to the next, one day to the next. And it's never a ton of time. So, this gets whittled down very quickly. Mm -hmm. We, it's it's not a slow one. And these are some damn good chefs. Yes. The food they prepare, the style in which they cook. There are a lot of very good chefs. Mm -hmm. So, giving that as the backstory. And we're going to give away right away. The final two are Robbie and Mike. Correct. You didn't like that Robbie won? Not really. <clears throat> and Mike annoyed me the ho- whole entire time. And I think really? it's... He annoyed me, but I, I think it's because he seems to have a little bit of... um, he, Like he's touched just a bit. Probably just a little bit, yeah. And I feel like that annoyed me. But him as a person and as a chef, he was all right. I don't know that I... I, I would not be able to be with any of those people in that house, just so you know. <laughs> do you have all their names um i kind of re- remember it was serge and caroline uh renee um robbie mike oh. the other girl from the bronx serge. i forgot her name um she had like a deep voice uh i kind of like serge but he like they all the only one that i really really liked a lot was uh renee I liked Caroline and, um, oh gosh, the other black guy, what's his name? Oh, uh, Ed. Ed. I liked Ed. Um, Jenna, Jenna annoyed me a lot. Jenna is the freaking turncoat of the center. (laughs) She sure is. Um, but. You like Serge? He was all right. He was all right. I dislike Serge. (laughs) And and the whole time I was trying to figure out who it was that you were like that everyone hates, but then at the end of the day, like everyone ended up liking them because he ended up helping everybody. And I thought that for whatever reason I thought it was Serge, but I was like, I don't know, maybe it's Mike. Serge never helps anybody. He only helps Caroline. But I feel like because they became like this couple and this alliance. Oh, nobody wanted that. his so help. Let's get back to that. But also, a lot of the times in a lot of competition, maybe it's just the way that it was filmed, mm-hmm. but it was filmed from the perspective the surge was just coming off as this cocky guy who wouldn't back anybody up. 
when Renee was trying to do stuff, he came off like he was trying to supersede her commands because he thought he knew best. Mm-hmm. Mike, on the other hand, if oh he God. was asked to do something, <laughs> what was that? The light just fell. The light. It's okay. It scared oh, me. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Mike, on the other hand, when he was asked to do something, he would contribute, okay, maybe this would work to make it better. Mm-hmm. And never superseded anybody else's placement. His mm-hmm. style was always, what can I do to support you? Because gotcha. in the team competition where he <clears throat> wasn't the lead, Mike was there going like, all right, how am I supporting? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. Serge, on the other hand, always felt like, oh, I don't know. I could do this. Yeah, he, I did, he did come off a little. He was, he was annoying, too. He was annoying, too. But I kind of I liked him. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I liked him and Caroline. But they were annoying, too. We'll get back to that in a second. (laughs) Okay. Because I got a lot of feelings on Serge and Caroline. I also would not be able to eat a lot of the food that they prepared because I don't eat seafood. Oh. Okay. So I wouldn't be able to eat it because of the nuts versions for a lot of the stuff. Uh, um, And I feel like they didn't get a lot of time to do the stuff that they were trying to do. Like, I don't feel like an hour is enough time to do, and I, like, I'm not a chef. You are, you have more um, experience in restaurants and stuff like that, way more than I do. I just go to the restaurant and eat the food. Um, whereas you have, like, you've worked in restaurants and, and you can speak to that. But I, like, I just don't feel like they got enough time in the, and I know it's a challenge and I know it's a show and all this other nonsense, but I don't think that they got enough time to really show and prepare the stuff that they're they were trying to do or maybe they were just doing too much well there's a combination of both things because yes more than likely on more than one occasion they were doing too much okay a lot of them were caught up in doing too much and it ends up it ends up messing with them mm-hmm. but remember on most challenges they do get a little bit of prep time mm-hmm. so there is preparation for their stuff and then the actual the excuse me wow delivery of what they wanted to do mm-hmm. but this isn't baking baking shows if you're used to watching baking shows they get four or five hours per mm-hmm. time that they need to bake stuff and do stuff gotcha an actual chef who's doing a preparing a dinner or anything like that it's 45 minutes to an hour because mm-hmm. you're trying to deliver as close to concept of what somebody would prepare in their house and you don't usually give yourself four hours to prepare a dish you give yourself True. about an hour to an hour and a half mm-hmm. So, in a kitchen, in a restaurant, from moment that order is received to moment that order is sent to the table, usual time is 30 minutes to 45. Okay. That's so, the timing is realistic. The timing is extremely realistic. Okay. If you go over that, then you've done something wrong. Okay. That's why the challenge that I found to be the most unique and the most heart-wrenching was the time one. Where oh, the dessert one? Time. Was that yeah. the dessert one? Yeah, it, yeah, was, it was the dessert, the dessert one. one mm-hmm. Where everybody got less time and then the last person got only like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he won. Like, oh my <clears throat> God. That was the one that I was going like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Because there are certain levels to prepare certain dishes that you need a certain length of time for. Yeah. So... Yeah, they were getting too involved in their own dishes on occasion. And that would okay. leave them stuck with preparing stuff that they weren't ready, that wouldn't get ready in enough time. Mm-hmm. Like the Panacana in- incident that happened yeah, in the first with Brian. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> Yo, Brian. But Brian disappointed me on so many occasions, man. Like I, I, I kind of liked him, too. I didn't mind him. I liked yeah, him. Yeah, I liked but him. But he came off more as a... So there's different levels. There's a sous chef, and mm-hmm. then there's the head chef, and then there's line cooks. Okay. Line cooks are the guys who are really preparing everything. Okay. They're doing the prep. They're doing the preparation. They're doing everything. Sous chefs are the guys that are tasting everything before it gets to the head chef. Head chef okay. is the guy at the pass who's making sure everything that's going out looks exactly the same for every single order. Okay. That's what's is happening. He, is he plating the food then? He's finishing off the plating. Okay. So if there's something that needs to be finished off or put on together. If you ever seen um, Hell's Kitchen, 
and no, chef. This Ramsey. is the first cooking, baking, anything oh, reality oh, show I've okay. ever seen. Okay, so there's the line, which is where everybody's cooking, mm-hmm. and then there's the pass. The pass is where all the food goes out to be taken by servers and everything. Mm-hmm. So the chef, head chef is usually at the pass. Okay. He's the one that's looking to make sure every dish looks exactly the same. Okay. There is no variation in what's coming to him and that everything tastes the same. So you'll see that they have little spoons by them sometimes and they'll mm-hmm. taste and then they'll put the spoon away. Mm-hmm. That's what that's there for. It's literally taste, go, taste, go, taste, okay. go. They're never reusing that spoon. Even though it looks like because it's the same spoon, they're mm-hmm. not reusing that spoon ever. Mm-hmm. Thank God. It is a different spoon <laughs> each time. Okay. Good. So... But they're never cooking the actual food because they're preparing the menus. They're making sure everything goes out right. They're they're the ones who are going to get in trouble if something isn't prepared right and it goes okay. out to a, a customer. Mm-hmm. Your brigade or your line is never going to get in trouble. Okay. Because the chef will get mad at them for doing it wrong, mm-hmm. but they're not the ones who deal with the customer feedback or the owner feedback. Got you. It's the head chef. It's the, the And then the sous chefs, yeah, the sous chefs are the head chef's right and left hand. Mm-hmm. The people who basically are in charge of the people on the line. They will jump in and help out and do stuff and go like this. But they're the final before getting to the head chef. Okay. So that's how a brigade works in a kitchen. The group, okay. the whole thing. Brian felt like he was a line chef. Yeah. He didn't. I didn't. He's, and he owns his own restaurant, right? Yeah. But that's, it didn't that was, feel that's that way. The, no, it felt like he owned what he owns. Mm-hmm. A breakfast place that does great pancakes and great, you know, eggs and mm-hmm. waffles and stuff like that. Not to say that that's below anything. I'm mm-hmm. just saying it's quickly prepared stuff that he doesn't have to have as much of a finesse touch on. Mm-hmm. So when you go into a place that does finesse, he comes off a little... Rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, he's probably phenomenal at the stuff that he's done at his restaurant over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, I imagine. Yeah, like, he That's probably the... he probably yeah, would have been really good at the breakfast challenge. Like, bringing, oh, elevating I the imagine. breakfast challenge. Oh. Yeah. Imagine he would have done phenomenal at that. Yeah. But, yeah, so Brian disappointed me because I thought, oh, man, why do you give him the panna cotta? <laughs> Oh, he, didn't he pick the panna I don't remember. Yeah, he picked I it think... the second time. Because he wanted to redeem I feel, himself in I feel way. like they all always decided what to make. So I uh, feel like... Maybe. He, yeah, I feel like he decided to make panna cotta. Oh, no. He might have said that he could make the panna cotta. Yeah. And then he fudged it <clears> and <throat> made some watery mess. Yes, because it didn't set in time. No. <laughs> but it ended up... No working out for him because i think the first girl that was the episode where the first girl that got kicked off yeah was the um surprise or the guest taster and she said oh i'm not used to tasting or having panna cotta in this um texture but she liked the flavor so that saved him from being his flavors were good but it didn't say so like you get a hey here's a soupy panna cotta yeah and to be quite honest, I don't. I hardly know what any of these things are. So, yeah, I don't know what the heck. So a panna cotta has to be the texture is almost like a harder pudding. Okay, is it sweet, so, salty, savory? Like you no, know, sweet, a savory. It's a, oh, okay, it's a sweet. No, it's a sweet. Panna cottas are usually a sweet. There's usually a glaze over top, or not mm-hmm. a glaze, but a syrup over top. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a sweet dessert. Interesting. Like that. Yeah. So, and then, um, Chris, Christian, Christian, the girl, the the Asian blazing girl, that Christian, she, yes, yeah, that got uh, <laughs> that that was lied to by uh, Jenna. Jenna, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wasn't that she, the one that only had two votes for her, yes. and then everybody else voted? They were trying to figure out who it was, and it was oh, her. And she's like, God. "No, it was it was me. I didn't vote for you." Um. I feel like I, I kind of would have liked to see what else she would have made, but whatever. Um, and then Lana. Lana's the other person from the Bronx that I was like, oh, she's, I'm kind of excited about her. But Lana was good. Yeah. 
She was good. Lana was good. I liked her. But then um, she did that bowl where she didn't side with who was it that she didn't go with? Because she's the one that turned Robbie and all of She didn't go with Robbie and her people. Yeah. 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 Um, that and that screwed her. That messed her up. That messed her yeah. up big time. Um, yep. Um, there was something else that. Oh, so I forget. Okay. So let's talk about the dynamics of this show. Yes. So they all. Um, so the, again, the premise is they come in, they're the only ones that are in the show. Um, so they're all cooking and they're also so it's like a big brother thing almost. Yes, exactly. Okay. They're also the ones that, um, judge the, each other's work. So either they're Sometimes. kicked off and they judge it or no, most of them they're because there yeah. were odd numbers, they would team up. And then oh, yeah, the one they that would have, would usually, yeah, yeah, that would be the, yeah. the blind taster, um, mm-hmm. which is crazy because that mm-hmm. person ranks the meals mm-hmm. and then uh, I, as it dwindles down, the bottom two people are the ones that are um, on the chopping block time. to go home. Essentially, what should happen, I feel, or what should have happened was being judged on the food. Mm-hmm. But because human nature kicks in and we all have feelings and we take into consideration how we interact with people and how they've treated us and how they are with us and alliances and stuff like that, different mm-hmm. things came into play into yeah. the voting and I thought it was interesting to see how people were like, oh, I'm just going to vote on the meal and the dish and how it came out. But I don't feel like when they actually did vote that that's what it was. So I agree. When the person who was blind tasting tried to figure out whose was whose, I found that to be the most hilarious thing because mm-hmm. they always got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Always <laughs> yes. got it wrong. So then when they tried to bring their positioning mentality into it, thinking this person was this, I was one like, you're going to mess everything up and yes. screw over your plan. Yes. So I always found that hilarious because you never got that to work. But what, where I agree with you was when then you, when you had to vote out people, mm-hmm. when they had to finally come at it and be like, who are we voting out? Mm-hmm. Who's going to, like... I don't know if I feel like there need to be more people involved in the voting for this to be no no to, um in the show. We need to go okay. from 11 to maybe like 15 for this to be really interesting because mm-hmm. I did feel at times it wasn't as crazy as it could be. Okay. Like there wasn't as much emotion. Like the Jenna moment was the big moment of the show. Mhm. I don't think there were a lot of turncoats. In any other moment yeah. in that situation, I think everything else was strategically smart. Mm-hmm. When they all voted to make Mikey the 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 blind taste tester for that one time, yeah. I went like, "This is smart. It gives all of you a chance, and you freaking know none of y'all are beating him." Yeah, <laughs> none. Of He's proven he has a style <laughs> and a ability to deliver in a way that you guys have not proven yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I went like, "This is smart." I don't disagree with the gameplay there because he's going to be harsh. But so also I feel like, food. and he, and he did, he was like, I'm disappointed. I didn't like any of them. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but he I feel like phenomenal. they put the, the trio put, wanted to put Mike in that blind taste uh, position for that challenge to try and get Serge and Caroline out. Not because like that was their main goal not not because yes they had you know oh you know i don't want to go up against him and blah, blah 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 but it was like their main thing was we need to break up this this little pact and what ended up happening they shot themselves in the foot because that was a challenge that both serge and caroline did best they had the least amount of time they had better they had better meals uh dishes than the other three so it's just like you had you should go with what you say you're going to do. Like say if, if we're not, if we're putting Mike up because we don't want to go up against him because we're, you know, he's going to do better then okay. Then it doesn't cloud your judgment too. You're not like, yeah, I'm going to get this in the bag because they have less time now 
And I yeah. think like but that's they didn't just know the time thing. At that yeah. point, they didn't know the time. Oh, you're when right. They, they did, did that it. And it right. They that was the twist. Oh, Mike, here you go because yeah, you're the guy. Right. They didn't. No, give them the time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, they but backfired it, on them so. Yeah, it's, it did. But, it did, and and they deserved it. They deserved it. Yeah, but that, <laughs> in but my opinion, so good. It was like you're trying to play out this thing, but you also chose the wrong person. Because mm-hmm. if you screw up a dish, Mike is going to judge you harshly. He has mm-hmm. no. Yes, when it comes to who he felt more connected to in the bigger vote, he was a hundred percent in with certain people. Mm-hmm. But. When it comes to judging the food, Mike made it clear, I'm purely judging food. Yeah. yeah. I don't care what kind of connection. I'm yeah. not even trying to think who made this. Yes. I'm just He's just judging. going off of what he's mm-hmm, what he's eating. And and I respected him for that. And I feel like that's why because he wasn't emotional to that point, I feel like that's why I wanted him to win. Because his yeah. he wasn't yeah. like there wasn't this connection to the people like that like there was but not as much as everyone else not overly yeah yeah Yeah. and and i think like the longer obviously the longer the people were in the house like Mm -hmm. there was no way that lana was not gonna vote for robbie at all yeah yeah so all the talking she was doing i was like okay whatever just say who who it is because we all know yeah Here's my thing about that. I think that's the only mistake Mike made was choosing mm-hmm. Robbie. Because I honestly thought when it came down to the final four, because it was mm-hmm. four, right? Or was it two? Yeah. It was, final, well, I mean, it was final four. Three or final and then, four, four. And he chose his competitor. Yes. And the yeah. other two went home. I, I thought that the only mistake he made was there if he wanted to win. Because mm-hmm. I thought the only person who could beat him emotionally in the food that they could deliver... Because food is food is passion and emotion, mm-hmm. and it has to hit you on so many levels, and it's mm-hmm. going to when you try it. The only person that could was Robbie at that mm-hmm. point, because I thought Sergey was going to be way too like flashy. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mike was just going to deliver better. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and the other person was Renee, right? Y- yes. The final four was yes. Renee. All right, and I thought Renee while being very, very good. And I thought she was the only other person I would have chosen because I could not pick Sergio. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) I thought she was still lacking in the way that she delivered her food on some Mm -hmm. places. So I thought he could beat her. Mm -hmm. But when he picked Robbie, my whole feeling was like, you almost have to be perfect on what you're trying to execute. Because Robbie's going to deliver something that's going to hit them, yeah, in the in the heart, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what happened. I think that's Mm -hmm. and because they had to tell a story about how they got to where they were. I think Mm -hmm. that that connected people too. And Robbie is so emotional. Oh my goodness! He cries for everything. (laughs) And I'm not against it. I love that he can show his feelings. But oh my goodness. Oh my no, gosh. No, he was great. And I love that he chose Ed. Yeah, me too. To be his. I thought their connection was probably the most fun out of anybody mm-hmm. who was there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just the overall thing to me was like Mike lost it when he chose Robbie. Because mm. unless he was going to deliver perfect food, and he didn't. That was and the bad part. What, what he did he miss? There were a couple flaws in the execution of what he was delivering, and that's oh, what the salt, that greens, the, yeah, yeah, okay. You're he right. just, he just, because he didn't have that, and you already knew that the way he was going to deliver his story was going to feel robotic. Mm-hmm. It was like Robbie had a better story. Mm-hmm. So, you add, I'm already winning in story, and my food is just off by just a little. It doesn't matter if Robbie is imperfect because imperfect with the story fits better than perfect with a bad story yeah yeah that's what killed him you're right you're right but he was the best throughout the whole competition mike Mike. yeah technically shit if we were doing this only on technically mike had that one and he was always really calm too yes 
Like everyone else was frantic. And he was always like he you could tell that he was working under pressure because obviously you're in a you're in a kitchen and you're doing seven different things at a, at the same time, which I cannot do. Um, <laughs> and I can do, but I can't seemed, deliver well. <laughs> nah, he always seemed to be very like level headed and aware of what everything. Yeah what needed to be done and at the t- the specific time like the the monochrome um challenge where he was like yeah no um no we can't do it because green turns brown if you put too much heat on it and exactly Jeez. when to do it i thought that was like oh wow God. this guy's amazing i yeah. think that ended up killing me the most about the whole thing it was like i don't have anything for you guys to do because mm-hmm. it has to be done at a certain perfect time yep <laughs> and if i don't deliver it at that time you guys can't do shit yeah oh I, I thought that was so like oh my god this is what told the difference about who's at what level when it mm-hmm. comes to being a chef it's like do you have your timing down right mm-hmm. and he had his time <laughs> yeah he, he definitely did i i never do i absolutely never do but um but yeah good show thank you for the uh I hope they do another one. Recommendation. I'm pretty sure. It seems like something that they would do again. I yeah. think they should, like you said, have more people. Yeah. Um, Because it would be a little more dramatic. Uh, and you know me, I like the drama. <laughs> um, I would I would bring back Robbie, Mike, and Renee to be blind taste testers the next time. Just mm. to fuck with them. Not to have mm-hmm. that one where they just, you know. You got to add more people. And you got to make the competitions just a little bit more interesting at some points. Mm-hmm. But how do you, you know, how do you do that? Because it's a cooking show. Like you can't do survivor you, stuff you, on a cooking show. You, you do. Yeah. You limit the amount of resources they have. You mm. limit what they can choose. You okay. change up. Um, Cause the whole box things that they were doing was interesting when they would get their supplies. Yeah. And you would have to choose a box and then make this dish with these boxes or mm-hmm. do these fusion. That was interesting. Give me a more limited box. Okay. Give me a bigger box and you have to use all the items. Give me, mm-hmm. like, make their styles be truly creative in what they have to deliver mm-hmm. with what they get. Gotcha. There's a lot of things that they could do. But for a first season on a brand new show, this wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was, um, it was pretty good. So anyway, moving on. We discussed earlier <laughs> my comic. So I'd like Oh, so to... you want to leave this for the show? Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, okay. I'd like to start re- redrawing my comic. Okay. And I have you tell everybody what it is. So I have <laughs> I have a comic on Instagram. You can follow it at Shapes in the World. And it's basically basically shapes in the world like just doing shapey things <laughs> they each have yeah they each have personalities and it comes through in each of the um drawings there's no like each each uh post is its own thing it's not like a, a follow-up or anything like that so whatever um i have four shapes i have five shapes mm-hmm. actually i have circle triangle, i have the circle the triangle square. the square uh and the rectangle rectangle and then i had a a little guest appearance um oh gosh what shape was it though i think it might have been a hexagon oh you've already had a hexagon um oh no it's a crescent i'm sorry it's a crescent (laughs) yeah so i have yeah, oh, the yeah, square. Yeah, I have the square, the triangle, the circle, the rectangle, and I had a guest appearance of a crescent. So, and each, and like I said, each of the shapes are kind of based off of people in my life. Like, I definitely gravitate towards triangle a lot because <laughs> triangle is very um, particular. <laughs> um, Sam, my sister, is usually circle. Usually circles like airy and happy-go-lucky. Matt is more like um, square. I don't really know who rectangle is. And my best friend Joey was crescent. 
Um, so I kind of have like, I'd like to do more guest appearances, but I'm asking you, I'm saying all this to say, would you like to pick a shape so that I can have you do a guest appearance in my comic? Hexagon. Now wait. A hexagon? How many, how many sides is that? Six to six. six. Hexagon. Oh my God, how many sides is that? All right. That was easy enough. And what? I guess I'll pick the color. Do you have a specific color? Yeah, you already used it. Blue. No. Oh, I don't. Orange. Oh, sorry. I can make it like a bright orange. Neon? No. Like lighter, not bright, lighter. Um, Uh, Let's go with. You had yellow for your circle. Mm-hmm. This is great podcasting right here, people. <laughs> um, whatever, I'll figure out the color. And or you can text me later about the color. Cool. So hexagon, that's not that bad. How many sides do you say it has? Six. Six. Okay, cool. I knew that. I'm just testing you, okay? I'm just testing you. Anyways. Moving on. I have one thing that I've wanted to do for forever. So I got the game. We're not really strangers. And since I have no friends, um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have anybody to play with. Oh my God. I have friends, okay? I have friends. Are we going to play a game through podcast? Yes. So. Through video. It's just questions, really. Like oh, okay. the first, there. So it comes with three. Um, they have a. They also have an Instagram. Um, okay. And it's basically again? we're not really strangers. So you're supposed to play in person so that you can distribute the cards with the people, and you can each ask questions. Um, mm-hmm. That way, you can get to know each other and figure out that. You're actually not really strangers, which we are not. But anyway, um, so it comes with three packs in here and each pack is supposed to go up in, uh, I guess, severity or they get deeper into the questions. So the first level is perception right here. And then the second level, which I haven't um, opened, is connection. And then the third level, which I also haven't opened, is reflection. Um okay. So, I'm going to ask you, <laughs> I'm just going to pick a random card, and ask a, a perception question. Um, and I guess for you to ask me the question, maybe I can put a few of them face down. And you can pick one, two, and three. I don't, like, I didn't really think this through, Okay. It's just, I was just like, I want to open this and I want to make sure that I play it at some point because okay. like I said, I don't really, you know, anyway. So my question is, what subject do you think I thrived in at school and did I fail any? English and you failed math. Damn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get this straight. You are, other than Amanda, my wife, Mm -hmm. you are the only other person that will correct me on things that I am thinking when I write them, I have written them correctly. Mm. So my, okay, I'm not great Mm -hmm. at English. Mm -hmm. I can come up with a story almost like nobody else. But I'm not great at writing that story down and getting all the vocabulary and grammar correctly. Okay. If there are two people I will give my written word to to correct it, it is Mm -hmm. you and her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm honored. So that was not a hard question. (laughs) Okay. Yes. And usually when people are really good at English, they are not good at math. No, I am not. The only math I'm good at is adding to my bank account. I'm not good at math. Um, well then, and (laughs) I actually didn't, I did not fail math until I feel like my, it was my junior year of high school. So I never went to like, um, 
summer school or anything like that. And when I got my report card, huh? Huh? When I got my report card, I think it was junior year or maybe it was sophomore into junior, but I think it was like junior into senior. Mm. I'd have to double check with my parents. I failed math and I failed chemistry because chemistry is heavy on the math. Um, and it was the worst thing in my life. Like I felt really, really dumb. This was high school, you said? Yes. Okay. I forgot what math I was in because it doesn't matter. I don't do any of that math that I failed at. So. <laughs> okay. So first, let's label this. We're in New York. So in New York, when we were going through high school, there was a thing called Regents. Mm-hmm. Regents are only in about, I think, we're only in about three states. I guess. I think there were only three states that it had Regents. ridiculous. So regents are a way of doing a structure to the curriculum in high school where you take certain classes and then take a final exam that's statewide at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Or back in our day, if you took global studies at the the end of two years, Mm -hmm. which imagine trying to retain that much information. I loved global studies. (laughs) Oh, no, I loved it too. But two years worth of information. It's ridiculous. It's like, that's too much. Mm-hmm. So when they switched that up for math, when my brother and sister went to school, I went like, you guys are screwing them over so bad. Mm-hmm. So in our time, math was one, two, and three. <laughs> in our time? What <laughs> <No>. old cherry? <laughs> no, no, no. You have to say it that way because math changed. I know. Eight years later when my brother went. Mm-hmm. And then it changed again. Yeah. When, the kids when our younger cousins mm-hmm. went. Like, the fudge yeah and it's all so math. we have to say in our time because it was <laughs> it literally was region one two and three segments one two and three that's what you did it was algebra in one trigonometry in two and then geometry in three yeah i i couldn't even tell I remember you all of it. Huh. i hate english you. was one year but it was after you were done with your second year mm-hmm. of english Global studies was the first two years, and then U.S. history was the second year. And then science had one for every year. It was biology, chemistry, physics, and earth science. Oh, I took earth science. I took earth science. My teacher was narcoleptic. He fell asleep during the regions. We all cheated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got one for you. You want to go with those? Okay. So I passed my first regions eighth grade. Not freshman Mm -hmm. year of high school, eighth grade. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't do well in any other class when I went to junior high. So they ended up putting me in what's called a zone school. Okay. In New York, a zone school is a school that's literally what's the closest to you. That's gotcha. the high school you mm-hmm. Because New York is one of the only states where you have to apply to go from elementary to junior high and from junior high to high school mm-hmm. and from high school to college. Everywhere else, you just go to the next school. I didn't know that. Yeah. You just go to whatever school's the next one nearest you. What? Unless you request to have a different one that you can go to. I didn't know that's that. That's interesting. Okay. In New York, you apply to mm-hmm. get into the other schools. So we are preparing to apply for college from the moment we turn 12. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I finished my first set of regents for math in junior high. Mm-hmm. So when I went into school in freshman year... I was supposed to be taking Regents 2. They messed me up and put me back in Regents 1 with only the Spanish-speaking people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was a full, full, How'd that go? <laughs> I'm going, like, I already took this. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying. I'm telling this to my counselor. I'm telling it to the head of the department. I'm telling it to everybody. I already took this. I already took this. I was in there for a month before they switched me to the right class that I was supposed to be. Oh, my goodness. So everybody knew from my high school that I had already passed that. Mm -hmm. So when I went to go take the regents, the teacher gave everybody the regents, Uh turned around and said, I hear nothing. Wow. All the kids, (laughs) all the kids, you could hear them all going, Jerry, Jerry, what's the answer number one? What's this? What's this? Wow. Damn. Thanks, Teach. At one point, he steps out. Yeah. What a joke, right? When you you think about it now, it's like, 
What a what a joke. What a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy high school. So okay. Now your question to my question to you, right? No, yes. Because you yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's as if you picked it up and asked me. No? I don't know. Whatever. No. We'll figure it out. One, two, or three. You asked me to figure out yes. which was the okay. class you passed and which was the class. Okay, you so the next question I ask is you answering. Yes. No, it's you answering. I whatever. Pick a number. <laughs> Pick a number. Three. One, two, or three. Okay. It says, Do you think I intimidate others? Why or why not? So that's you asking me to and then I have to answer. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Correct. Um, yes, I do think you intimidate people. <laughs> but, and why? Because you have a, a serious face. That's that's really, what it is. It? But, but, yeah. Well, and because you're, you're big and tall. <laughs> At least for me, because I'm not that big and tall. <laughs> but, but once you get to know you, you're not intimidating at all. <laughs> Sorry. I have a um, funny story with where it comes to something like that when, when a job that I worked. There was a job that I worked and I had to do a week in the kitchen. And the girl who was the person that was training me, you know, I tried to be my normal self, which mm-hmm. is extremely sarcastic. Mm-hmm. And if you're not used to that, it's a weird delivery because it doesn't turn off mm-hmm. and I don't always do it on purpose. And back then, it just really had no switch off. Gotcha. <laughs> no. Oh, and that's on growth, Jerry. I <laughs> <laughs> had none. Um, three months later, I'm working the kitchen full time because they're short staffed. And she comes up to me. And by this point, we're we're good. We're we're friendly. We're we're we talk to each other all the time when I have mm-hmm. to go through the kitchen, get stuff and stuff like that. She turns to me and she goes like, I hated you when I first met you. <laughs> you were so goddamn sarcastic and you didn't turn it off for anything. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the end of that week that I realized, oh, you're not being an ass. You're literally, this is just you. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're not doing to mess mm-hmm. with people. She you said that to you. Yeah, she said uh, that to me. Uh-huh. But months later, I didn't know this was happening in the midst gotcha. of the week mm-hmm. of training. <laughs> because if somebody tells me off it goes off gotcha but she didn't say anything she didn't say anything Mm. so i so she goes like for that first couple days i thought you were just an asshole (laughs) honestly i'm trying to remember and i feel like because of the way that you and i met each other Mm -hmm. i don't know that there was much of a chance for that (laughs) for that sarcasm so yeah so like i didn't get that until much later we were more comfortable with each other so the sarcasm was just like i could take it you're gonna get it just as much (laughs) it doesn't matter Um, um, let's see. You ran the daycare. Yeah. I was trying to get my son into the daycare. Yeah, so there's no, uh, no, no, no sarcasm intended. <laughs> I'm stupid, but I ain't that stupid. Yeah. Let's, so. not, let's not do. Yep. Yep. Should we like that. do another question or let's save it for next time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's do one more. Okay. And we'll both answer this time. Okay. Cool. Uh, one or two then. One. Copy. Do I see? Huh, well, we already know this. Do I seem more? Do I seem like more of a creative or analytical type? Explain. Creative. For me? Really? I did not think that you were going to say that. Okay, like what? What's the percentage? Do you think? I think for you, know you it's weird. For you, I think you land fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. So depending on what we're discussing, you can come off more creative, okay. analytical at times. Okay. And then for other conversations, you can come off analytical versus creative. I would agree with you about me, and I would agree about you. I feel like you have an analytical. I feel like you're more analytical. Um, because you look at things from many different 
angles and how those angles affect each other angle. But then you are also creative as well. And I think that's why we get along too, because you're not like this robotic person. Um, Do you know that I feel like my creativity is robotic? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> that's my biggest thing. I feel like my creativity is very, very robotic. Nah, I don't think it's robotic. How can creativity be robotic? Let's let's dive into that, that though. That's how? the weird part. I don't understand how. It's because my creativity, from my perspective, from how I get it across and get it out, is very point A, point B, point C, point D, point E, point F. Uh, so how you how you create how is get... analytical. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Extremely. So because of that, when I am creating things, mm -hmm. I feel a lot more stuck in the, what would be a robotic nature of it. Cause I have to get through these different stages mm -hmm. to deliver what I want. Mm -hmm. Cause I've seen other people who are just purely creative mm -hmm. and it's a lot more free form than what I do. Okay. So that's why, that's why I say I feel robotic. Gotcha. Like your creativity is, I feel a lot more freeform. Mm -hmm. It just it comes across as more flowing. When it does, because sometimes it's just not there at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and yeah, that's a problem. That is the problem. <laughs> yeah. that is the problem. <laughs> when it's there, it's freeform. When it's not, it's Casper. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> It's ghosting you. Um, damn. It's definitely ghosting. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like you're you're in general, you're analytical. Um but I feel like you're also a a creative person. And I like I said, I don't because I'm not in your brain when you're creating, like I would have never thought that the way that you create things is like okay this and then that and then that and then that and then maybe it's just maybe that's just the way that your brain works because you are an analytical person like you're not necessarily a robot obviously you're not you're not ai no, or are you artificial intelligence <laughs> and we bring maybe it the back. artificial part but i don't know about the intelligence <laughs> but yeah i think um i i would i would say you're like 70 30 or six, 60 40 that makes 100 right 60 40 <laughs> yes 60 40 does make 100 70 30 makes 100 too yeah we know about those math skills i told you i told you <laughs> it's not not the best um yeah but then also i also think like it does have the ability to go then go one way or the other you know what i mean like it's not always let's say 60 40 it it can go like the other yeah. the opposite which is kind of what you said which is why yours is a lot more interesting in a sense because yours is 50 50 mm -hmm. the problem is that your 50 one of those 50s doesn't always come to the forefront <laughs> yes <laughs> it is the weirdest thing in the world because one of those 50s just doesn't pop up when it should be popping up mm-hmm like, how's that topic we discussed going for you? It's Last going. Week, on Monday. <laughs> it's going? Okay, cool. <laughs> it's, uh, it's going. I have till Monday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what scares me. Yeah. Well, that that's like analysis paralysis. We, we've discussed yeah. that. Like, that's a real thing for me. Yeah. And I think that's the analytical brain part in me that just squishes the the creative one you don't it's free when it's working but when it's not it's a caged bird correct yes absolutely yeah because it's still there yeah because we've had discussions and the discussions are very well-formed mm -hmm. ideas mm -hmm. you just don't open the cage for those well-formed ideas to no. be free <laughs> they need they're they just they're they're pretty in the cage <laughs> They're always safe. Is see? They're always safe in the cage. But as soon as you let it out, it has the ability to just go and never come back. Either die, or it's it's just 
listen that's a whole nother yeah, that's a whole nother topic very different. A shot. i don't no the bird yeah, this, can stay this... in there oh man we could dive deeper into that one on the next episode yeah, because we'll, that we'll... one that one would be a while yeah so until next time you got to come back next time and figure out what it is that we're talking about because <laughs> we'll talk about it we'll let you know we'll bring you guys in oh, on man. on all of the topics that's what we're gonna do um until then make sure you send us emails you could ask in the email and maybe we'll tell you if we're right or if you're right or not and you can email us at geotiatics at gmail.com. I got that right. And follow us across all social media. Find us at the Geotiatics. That's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Got it. What did I say? TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Damn it. I messed it up. Damn. Ah, succeed again. I got to write that down. That's not written down in my notes. That's what it is. I got to write it down. again. <laughs> Yeah, like your notes and, help you, sure. And make sure notifications are on so that every time we drop an episode, you get a little ding-a-ling-a-ling on your phone. And you can come and listen to us and figure out what it is that we're talking about. Um, yeah, until next week. Bye. Peace.